It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening. We're back again and so happy to be with you this evening. And I'm really excited about our guests tonight. You know, it's been a while since we've had our best show ever. Ooh, today's going to be the day. I'm I'm feeling good. This is going to be our best show ever. Best show ever, especially of 2024. Yes, that's true. Right? And and it's a precursor for some things that are going to happen in a couple of years. Oh. So, you know, I think a lot of people probably know you. So just by your voice, give a little hint of, of how they may know you if they run into you somewhere. I'm the park host at the Astoria Column. Well, you just went ahead and said it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fred Pines, um, who is the park host up at the Column. Is that your official title? Yeah, that's one I like rather than caretaker. <laughs> a park host is definitely better than caretaker. Yes. I kind of feel like you, you probably could have about 10 different titles on your business card. Well... No, I, I think that one is the best. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's got it. The park host probably does cover a lot of the things that you do, but we'll talk about those in a little bit. Um, we had casino night. We forgot to mention yes. it last week. Um, and did they do the knock? They did. A lot of people did the knock. Okay. Um, some people don't know that there's a password. <laughs> um, we did have the police chief here, so you know I wasn't sure if he was undercover and trying to close <laughs> us down from our illegal gambling. But you let him in anyway. We did let him in. Yeah. Um, it was a good evening. Um, about 75 people here. A lot of fun. Oh, and, nice. Uh, it's at the Heritage Museum, and we bring him in through the basement, and it's a 1920 speakeasy. A lot of people in costumes. Are you so going to share fun. photos? Uh, there are some out there already. Are there? Okay. Yeah, yeah there are okay. some on Facebook. Okay. And then uh, I have to do a special shout out. I mean, we have a whole list of sponsors that I, I didn't bring with me, but um, uh, we did mention them last week. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Julie Kovacs uh, tricked out the basement of the Heritage Museum and tons of great photo ops and people oh, came nice. in that way and it was a lot of fun we've never done that before oh nice but she spent like four hours oh, that's tricking awesome. it out and it looked fantastic great i love that so, a lot of fun i came i came this close and i'm holding my fingers really close together to winning the second poker game oh yeah it was in and, and, and the winning if i'd won i would have gotten 200 bucks oh my goodness wow. and it came down it's a texas hold'em tournament poker tournament and it's limited, yeah. So you have to win within fifty minutes. Somebody has to win, and me and this other guy knocked out everybody else in the first like twelve minutes. Oh my goodness! And then it was just me and him back and forth. <laughs> and at one point, I had like two thirds of all the chips, and he had a third, and then he had two thirds, and I had a third, and it went to the fifty minute mark. And then I finally kind of had to go all in, and I lost. Oh! But the the, the wacky thing, we both had a pair of fives. And that was all we had. And I had a 10, he had a jack, so he won. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a poker player, but right. I think that's, that's simple enough to understand. That is. That's was a... that potato chips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, about the, that's about my level of poker expertise. <laughs> and it kind of drives the people that are serious players a little nuts because I, I say things like that. I'm going to have to remember that one for next year. But I would say things like, I'm feeling flush or I'll be straight <laughs> with you. And they just groan and, and kind of hate me when I do okay and then you actually like almost win i won once in 15 years i actually won one of the games oh my goodness how fun won like 150 bucks but i was so close to winning the 200 yeah 
It, well. it was kind of terrible that I didn't win. And why is it called <laughs> Texas Hold'em? You know, I don't know. We should we should get into the history of that sometimes. So I don't know if it was a game that originated in Texas or what, but you only get like two cards, and then everybody else shares the cards that are the dealer puts out in front of everybody. That was one of my jokes when, like, on the table there were a pair of kings, and I went, oh, "I have a pair of kings." Nobody, so does yeah. everybody else. Yeah. No, nobody laughed. They all just glare at me. All right, so you got a word for the I day? got a word. Okay, cat lap. Cat lap? Yep, cat lap, just like it's spelled, it but verb? it's one word, it's noun. A noun, a cat lap. Cat lap, and that's not what you're going to say it is. I'm going to guess, I always guess first so that you can appear smarter <laughs> than me. Cat lap, I think, and these are historic words that Alana's trying to bring back, I think a cat lap is if I basically turn around in circles. Oh, that's interesting. Like I'm chasing my tail. See, I thought you were going to say, you know, a lap that's perfect for no. cats sitting in. So do you have a guess what cat lap is? Uh, the first thing I think of is a logging cat. Oh. Uh, yeah. Turning around. That's a but better one. But a no, much better you, guess You're both wrong. It's <laughs> a weak or watered down drink that's suitable only for a cat. A cat lap. A cat lap? Yep. So like a bowl of milk? It, this the example they give here is the moonshine was no cat lap. It tasted like pure rubbing alcohol. Oh, you chose that because of casino. Not a screwdriver. <laughs> cat lap. Okay, yep. so since I, I know Fred's going to have tons of great things to talk about yes. here, let's whip through the history highlights. These are things that happen tomorrow, February twenty sixth. So as always, icebreakers at work or um, good uh, trivia just to talk about at the bar. Whatever you want to do with them. 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte and his supporters leave Elba to start a 100-day reconquest of France. Okay. I haven't seen, there's like a Napoleon movie online or, or on social, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Okay. Uh, 1917, President Wilson learns of the Zimmerman telegram. We've talked about this on the air. Yes. The Zimmerman telegram, basically the Germans in World War I are telling Mexico, hey, come in on the war and attack the United States, and you can pretty much have all the all the Southwest. Uh, 1919, Grand Canyon National Park is established. I liked this one. Have you ever been to the National the, the Grand Canyon? I haven't, and have, I yes, lived in I, Arizona. Oh, my gosh. I know. You, it's a big hole. It's hard to miss. But right. Well, so did you, it is really something, yes. <laughs> have you been down in it or just looked at it? No, just looked at it. Okay. My, my daughter worked there. When she was in college for a while, and so we went to visit her. Nice. So, yeah. Was it just a summer gig, or did she work yes, there? Yes, yeah, just a summer. Wow, that's great. I'm, I'm a little jealous of that. We took um, not one of the big uh, river raft trips through the entire thing, but there's kind of a, a mild section you can do, and I did that with my parents uh, when I was in college. Oh, fun. And we went. It was a big, giant raft of like 20 people, and our river guide, his name, his nickname was The Turtle. Because he's the only guy that's ever flipped one of those. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And, and <laughs> You're like, what? And, and he tells us that before we start. <laughs> We're like, why don't you wait till afterwards? Right. But. My daughter took a glider from the Astoria column down there. Oh. Took a picture of it. Oh, on, nice. In the, on the uh, river. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Is so. That just occurred to me. Is that a thing? Do do people take photos of, of the gliders in different places around the country or around the world? Yes. I, I had a judge from Medford took a glider to Tavalgar Square in London. And my uh, my son took one to the uh, to Rome, to the uh, Coliseum and, and several other spots. I love uh, that. Yeah. They're, 
They're neat pictures, yeah. And they're small enough that you could easily transport them, so it's not like you have to give up a lot of your luggage space. <laughs> yes. I love that. All right, um, 1929, Grand Teton National Park is established. Never been. I liked that one. Nope, I haven't been to that one either. Yes, I've been there too. Oh, uh, see, he's been everywhere. We Jackson Hole. <laughs> and and did you do you recommend it? Should people visit it? Oh yes, I I think so. Jackson Hole is beautiful, and uh, Lake Jenny and you know the Tetons or something. So did okay. you catch the Lewis and Clark connection? Well, here? see, that's my only real knowledge is that Lewis and Clark name them as they're going by, and you know the Grand Tetons. Well, and they say and it's that- a little dirty. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the Grand Tetons? Yeah, the, the meaning behind it is, oh, really? is a little naughty. Oh, I didn't, well, I didn't have that. Okay. okay. Look up Tetons in French. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I could figure it out. Yes, you, yes. you, are, you are smart enough to figure it out yes. <laughs> just by that. Did you have something you wanted to add, though? No, or, no, that's that okay. Just, <laughs> did that just ruin it for you? You just ruined it, yes. I did. I'm sorry. And the play, when they did a story of the play in Portland, they riff off of it in a big way. And they have uh, Gabriel Franchur as one of the clerks for the Astor Party. And uh, he he says it in very French and very overly dripping in naughtiness. <laughs> All right. Um, 1935, Hitler authorizes the founding of the Reich Luftwaffe. And I kind of hate the way that they worded it, the founding of. It's really the refounding of. Mm-hmm. Because the end of World War One, they said you can't have an army, you can't have an air, pl- air force. So he's just kind of breaking the rules and starting it again. Yep. All right. And I don't but know how... telling people at the... I mean, when he does it, too. I it, mean, so it's not like he... I mean, he, he did do some things, you know, without telling everyone. But this, they, you know... And, and there, were, there was a lot that they just yeah. did in public. They did. Very mm-hmm. much as a challenge to what are you going to do about it. Right. And I don't know how Hitler got on our list twice today, hmm. but he is. 1936, Hitler introduces Ferdinand Porsche's Volkswagen. Really? The Volkswagen Beetle. The people's wagon. I had a Volkswagen Beetle. We got nothing? I did not. All right. We'll we'll move on then. 1993, the World Trade Center is bombed. I never understood the fascination with attacking the World Trade Center. All right. Um, Do you got... No. Okay. 2012, Florida teen Trayvon Martin is shot and killed. And then this has never happened in the history of us doing this radio show. I have not just a tie, but a three-way tie for the history highlight of the day. I could not decide. It's never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It might just be that I'm like tired or Can't make your mind up. Yeah. (laughs) So our three-way tie, and not in order of importance, because I I was hard-pressed to figure out which one I thought was more important. I'm going to go in the order of the dates. 1869, the U.S. 15th Amendment guaranteeing the right to vote is sent to states to ratify. I like voting. Yep, that's a good one. So that's yes. a good one. Important. Uh, 1895, Michael Owens of Toledo, Ohio, patents a glass-blowing machine to make glass bottles. Yes, also important. Bottles, yeah. all the thing you can do with bottles. Medicine, <laughs> right? yep. soda, beer, wine, everything else. And, and you don't have to just have a glass maker make a bottle at a time. Now you have a machine. Okay. And then our third one, 1935. Radar is first demonstrated by Robert Watson Watt. Radar. It's incredibly Radar. important. Yes. I'm getting the feedback. Are yeah, you? I am okay. too. I don't know what the deal is. I thought it was our fan. Sorry, folks at home yeah. listening. I don't know what that is. But I turned but, the fan off. So. But do you know what radar stands for? I do not. Radio detection and ranging. I did oh, not know that. Okay. But radar. Yeah. And it's actually, I didn't put this one on my list, but it's on a on a 
just like a cruise ship within a year. <laughs> so like radar, it takes right. off and it makes such a difference. So those are my three history highlights. 15th Amendment, bottle, uh, machine to make glass <laughs> yes. bottles, and radar. Yeah, those are good ones. I was hard pressed to decide. So what I missed? Did I miss anything? You didn't. No. I didn't. Wow. I know. It's... It's shocking every time, but you, know. <laughs> you just didn't do any homework. Sometimes the historian. Oh, no, I had it. I had it, but I had the ones that you had. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we've. I, I don't have a good segue. Right. Bottles, radar, and and voting. Tall building. Well, yeah. Yeah. I should. I no should have made a better segue between the <laughs> column and Fred and then our history highlights, but I, I don't have any except for maybe maybe voting, and that's something you participate in. And in just a couple of years, we have a celebration we hope everybody will be participating in. Uh, yeah. That's pretty late. Let's just move on. But we do have Fred Pines here <laughs> with the Astoria column. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so so backing up a little bit before we get to the column. Yeah. Um, where'd you grow up and how'd you end up in Astoria? Well, I, I uh, lived in uh, eastern Oregon, Seneca. It's a small town in eastern Oregon. And uh, started school there, and then uh, then during the war uh, we moved to Eugene. Uh, my dad was uh, railroad, and he had to get permission to because it's a, uh, during the war. He, so we moved to Eugene to work on the Southern Pacific. And uh, I remember it's been quite a while ago. On my first day of school, I I came home from school and I I told my mom. I said, "Boy, I'm sure glad you named me Fred." And she said, why is that? And I said, because that's what everybody call me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So I grew up in Eugene and, and went uh, all through school in Eugene. And, and then I went over to Idaho to college, uh, Boise, and, and then I went to Idaho State. Mm -hmm. And then came back to Eugene and, and uh, worked and, and uh, uh, got married and... Uh, it's 63 years this year, so congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so backing up a little bit because there's a few things I want to I want to do a deeper dive into. What did your dad do for the railroad? He was an engineer, and then uh, when we went to moved to the Southern Pacific, he became a conductor. So, uh, did you ever get to ride along with him at all, or is that totally like you can't? Do only, that? only in Eastern Oregon on the in, on the log uh, locomotive, uh, he would. Let me ride there in the in the roundhouse or something like that. Wow, how wow. fun! <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you go to school for? What'd you go to college and I don't uh, know education. I um, got a degree in elementary education. Now, why elementary instead of high school history or biology or something like that? Well, I I thought I was a little smarter than the little kids, <laughs> so but I. I learned that uh, that wasn't right, so, so uh, I I didn't uh, pursue it. I I student taught, but but didn't go any further. And then I uh, got drafted and and uh, got married and went to work in the mill and and uh, just from there on, you know, started a family and. So student teaching did it for you. Like you're like, nope, this is not my gig. <laughs> no, I I really liked it. You did. I okay. just uh, uh, just didn't get caught on it. My yeah. brother was a school teacher for years, and and uh, I enjoyed it. But uh, 
like I say, I, I, the fifth grade kids were a little smarter than I was, so, oh. <laughs> so I <laughs> kind of avoided that. My my daughter originally wanted to be like the the art teacher at Astoria High School was her her once upon a time goal, and then when she started student teaching a little bit and as she dived more into it she decided little kids little problems <laughs> and that's why she fell in love with doing the little kids instead of high school or middle school that have big problems yeah, yeah. bigger problems right. bigger kids bigger problems but well uh, i thought about you know, junior high too i i had a, a friend that was a football coach that wanted me to coach junior high and uh that it was about the time when the kids started changing their attitudes a little bit, and and uh, I didn't have the temperament to take care of that, so I avoided it. Mid- too. Mid- middle school is the worst. That's why we segregate them into middle school. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. so when you got drafted, where did that take you? Well, I I uh, went through the physical and all that, and then they cut the quota uh, for the draft. So I lucked out. I was in school at the time, and so they said you can go ahead and continue your school. So oh, that's great. Th- then I joined the Coast Guard Reserve, and was in the Coast Guard Reserve. So, okay, and was that yeah. here? That no, you- that was in Eugene, and okay, and uh, I I was I I missed that story. I I was stationed in uh, in Portland on the fur. Uh, or Seattle, excuse me, Seattle, uh, Commodore Way, and uh, okay. for some of the active duty. And then, of course, Alameda and Swan Island and a lot of different places. Wow. And how long were you were you in the Coast Guard Reserve? For eight years. Okay, wow. So, so you went to work for 60-some years at? A mill. Where, what mill and where? And what did you uh, do there? You know, Georgia Pacific uh, in in Springfield. And uh, they had a specialty board plant that made uh, a hard board that I I worked there for a while. And then I went into the restaurant business in 65 uh, and was in the restaurant business for until uh, 2012, I believe, you know. No hospitality. Yeah. Okay. What What uh, did you do in restaurants? Did you own them, manage them, cook in them? What well, I I owned an A&W for about sixteen oh. years. Okay. And uh, and then I uh, then I went to work for Izzy's Pizza, and was in the pizza business for several years. And then uh, then I went to work for Marriott and at Hewlett Packard, and oh. I I worked for them for several years and then they uh, lost their contract and and I had an opportunity to move to Guam and I didn't want to do that. So I, I went to work for Hewlett Packard and I worked for them for 10 years. Wow. You'd have and, to eat a lot of spam if you went to Guam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love the spam there. Yeah. It's too far from home. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, when did you come to Astoria and what brought you here? Well, I... I uh, my story with that is that my my granddaughter and uh, daughter wanted to have my wife up here with them, and but they didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> so my son-in-law, Kevin Lacoste, was uh, on the board of the Astoria Column, and the 
uh, opening came open at the, at the Astoria column, and he asked me if I was interested in it. And I said, well, let me look at it. And I took a look at it, and I said, now try to get me out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. I really enjoy it. And when was the first time that you saw the column, and what, uh, what were your thoughts going up there for the first time? Well, we came up to visit the kids in, in Seaside, and we went over to uh, Long Beach to the Kite Festival, and we stopped at the column on the way, and uh, and the kids all climbed the column, and uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm a little claustrophobic, so I didn't then, and uh, and so it was, and it was uh, hadn't been. Uh, Oh, repaired. You know, it was still kind of dark from the from the whale oil, and and uh, so then uh, when we came in in sixteen and twenty sixteen, it was had been uh, refurnished and it was beautiful, and you know, it's just we fell in love with Astoria. Uh, they let us volunteer at the hospital and other other things and and uh my wife's active in several ladies organizations and and uh so it's just been and of course we get to greet people from all over the world at the column so that's exciting for me so i want to make sure we we give you a couple of times to plug this but the 100th anniversary of the column is coming up in 2026 and you are trying to find stories that people have about their memories of the column. Yes, we're looking for any story anybody has or pictures. Uh, we've we've had you know a few, not too many. I'm a little disappointed in the in the response at first, but uh, uh, one one real cute story was uh, uh, a lady told us her grandparents. Uh, got married at the top of the column in 1927, hmm. and they they wore hiking attire, <laughs> and because they were spending their honeymoon at at Crater Lake, and so you know, it, going from Astoria to Crater Lake wow. in 1927 would be quite a trip. So that, that was an interesting story. Yeah, there'd be no time for the honeymoon, just how much time right. you'd have to spend getting there and getting back. Yeah. Then we had uh, uh, one story, three three or four junior high kids, boys, um, during the Columbus Day storm, thought that they would watch the storm from the top of the column. But the wind was blowing so hard they couldn't get the door open. <laughs> So they they were really lucky that they didn't yes. go up that column. So, so let me ask you in terms of stories, because I suspect some people may just think, well, well, I don't have a great story. So one of my memories, and I think I think maybe that's what we should be asking people for, is are their memories. I have a memory of when I moved here. My daughter was was eight, and she wanted to go up to the top of the column. Um, and when we came down, or no, I'm sorry, I. Uh, yeah, when we came down, she was counting the stairs, and we get to the very bottom, and it's 164 steps, isn't it? Yes. And just as she, you know, this little eight-year-old girl, she says, 
162, 163, 164. And then she jumps off. And there's a dad with his little girl. And he turns to his daughter and he says, see, now we don't have to count and do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they went up or not. But to me, that was just yeah. this charming little. <laughs> yeah, great stories. I, you know, Is that I, the kind of thing you would want if yes, somebody had yeah, something like and, that? And there's no, no bad story. Okay. They're all, they're all, you know, good. Even if they're short, we, mm-hmm. we had one just the other day that said we got married at the column, yeah. and another proposal at the top of the column. I would, and, I would hope and assume that you have a lot of the proposals happening up there. I would think there's certainly lots of date pictures, right? And homecoming. Yeah. I see all sorts of friends that have kids in high school that take their. Oh, kids yeah. up there for beautiful pictures. I mean, it's always a good view, even if it is cloudy. Oh, and see gorgeous. the kids dressed up, and oh, it's just it's really neat, especially at proms or. Yes. And then they have a, a start of school. They have a sunrise where they go yes, up before. You're right. And then, and in the end of school, they go at sundown. You know, yeah. So. so if somebody has a story, how do they get it to you? Um. Uh, Asteriacolumn.com uh, memories. Okay, excellent. Or they probably find you through the website. Yes. Or, uh-huh. or just yeah. call up to the column. Okay, terrific. Um, so like another one that I have just really fast is, I remember about that same time period, my daughter was probably eight or nine, and she was shadowing me in the Flavel house on weekends. She liked to follow me to work. <laughs> and we were both in the Flavel house doing the docent job. And a visitor asked, what is that Astoria column thing? And before I could answer, the little eight-year-old girl says, it's like a tube, but it goes up. (laughs) And now that's always kind of my answer to to, to a visitor. I say, it's kind of like a tube that goes up. (laughs) So I don't know that we want that one. Right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's a good one, actually, because it's just so straightforward. Because she's like, what do you mean, what's like? What's a column, right? Just by like, it's a column. I could picture picture Carly answering it that way, too. What, are you, what else do you think of Yeah, straight up. So what's what's a uh, regular day like? I mean, I know with visitors in any tourist location, this time of year, it's not as busy as it is in the summertime. But in the summertime, how many people a day would you say go up there? Well, we get, uh, you know, probably three or 400, maybe more at times. And, you know, the interesting thing is you get to see the column through new eyes all the time. You have those visitors, and they'll see something on the column that maybe you've looked at all the time, and you don't see it, and then it, and it jumps out at you. So, What is your favorite thing at the column, artwork on it? Being a sailor, I like the ship, but uh, uh, I was pointed out recently of a, a native looking at a mirror, and it shows the back of her head, but it but the mirror shows her face, and uh, and that's an interesting uh, uh, one of the cartoons on the on the column. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I was struck by, I was just up there visiting with Fred recently, and you've got a lot of people that walk and run up there. Oh yes, and kind of regulars that you know them by name or by description. Yeah, and a lot of eagles. Uh, for some reason, right right this time of year, there's a lot of eagles. Oh, interesting. Well, it is beautiful. And, of course, it's something, you know, we all love to go take it in. Don't forget to take in that view up there, just like we have the beautiful ocean nearby. But that, I mean, the panorama up there is just 
stunning, right? Oh, and I mean, that's why we all live here is is the view that we see. The other way too, the right? Young's River and of Saddle course, Mountain yeah. is you know that's fantastic. It's yeah, it's where beautiful. Every, every visit to Astoria and Classic County should start up there. Yep, it's a good mm-hmm. one. So, well, Fred, you are certainly the face of the column for a lot of visitors, and they may not even know your name, but uh, you've probably made them laugh or told them where the bathrooms are or told them what else they should go see. And you are an ambassador for the entire community to 300, 400,000 visitors. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Go make some history and we will catch you next week and go visit the Astoria column. If you haven't recently Uh, eat lunch up there or something, but take your garbage with you. Go make some history. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.